My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, and I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jessie. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today, it's another episode of The Genre Jar! Woo! So if you're unfamiliar with what the genre jar is, uh, we have chosen a random genre out of a jar. Well, we choose four out of a jar, and then we put the poll up on Twitter to see what people want to listen to. And then each of us pick our favorite drama from that genre. And this week, it is sci-fi and fantasy dramas. Now, I realize that we already did our favorite supernatural dramas on a genre genre episode, and there is overlap between these two, but we're going to try to pick different shows than what we <laughs> picked in that one. So, we're well, going to, you know, bring in new stuff for you. And as far as there is a, there is a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supernatural, you're usually going to be talking specifically about beings a little bit, mm-hmm, like... Mm-hmm ghosts mythological type mm-hmm. it, it feels more lore heavy mm-hmm. possibly based in cultural things a little bit sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. though i mean i think a good example of something that probably straddles both and you you, you wouldn't be able to put it well i mean arthdal chronicles mm-hmm. i think would be a good example of there's enough supernatural in that in my opinion that you could argue that it's a supernatural but it's definitely a fantasy but it's definitely heavily fantasy yeah i guess it's a little bit harder on dramas too just because i feel like sci-fi dramas aren't as common so they kind Mm -hmm. of just get tied in in and like sci-fi fantasy and supernatural just generally like they have a lot of play with each other so like a lot of times you'll have a supernatural show that has a fantasy element to it or like a fantasy sci-fi show or like, you know, the kind of a, a combination of everything. So that's, I, I think that's the biggest thing is that like usually shows aren't just straightforward. The one category, they like take over that other. And then we get to this where we have to like talk about like a specific thing and we're like, Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, it definitely did feel like, oh, what did, what did we do? And we oh. just talk, and we did talk about supernatural recently. So if you're if you're curious, what we did have to say about that, go check out our episode on it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we will try to talk about other things today. But before we get into our recommendations, we wanted to have a little bit of fun. We like to have a little bit of fun here on the podcast, as longtime Just listeners will know. And one of the things that we do uh, more than one time is <laughs> we we make we've done it we've done it quite a few times. We make up a fake show, and we <laughs> we cast our fake show, and then we make everyone sad because the show doesn't <laughs> exist. And it should. Yeah. We're really good <laughs> so, at making fake shows that will never exist. Mm-hmm. So prepare <sighs> to be bummed out, impressed at first, but then bummed out that it doesn't exist. Yeah, it'll be a roller coaster of a ride. You're we'll going to have, have all feel, the emotions. Yeah, a roller coaster of emotions is what's about to happen. Good times. Good times. So today we have like the fantasy uh, sci fi. And what is the perfect genre? that encapsulates both fantasy and sci-fi at once. 
that would be the space opera. Because uh, <laughs> uh, if, if really you know all those gonna... all those drama space operas out there that we've watched. Yeah, there's um, mm, there's, there's so many. There's, there's <laughs> exactly <laughs> zero. There's exactly none. And I feel like they're really missing out on like a good opportunity I here. I think so mm-hmm. too, especially because it like you can add like lots of characters to those things. And hello, you have idol actors. You can have a yeah. bunch of idol actors all in, oh, yeah. all in like wild alien gear, so you can't even tell who they are. Come on! Yeah, I mean, like already, <laughs> look at their like costumes for their stages. It's like perfect. Yeah. It's already supposed to be. Just take Monster X and put them into a drama. You don't have to change their clothes whatsoever. Yeah, you don't have to change their clothing or yeah. personalities. Just let them yeah. be themselves. But like in like a Korean like Jupiter Rising or something. <laughs> Yeah, where are we going with it? So, if anyone is unfamiliar about what a soap opera, not a soap (laughs) opera, a space opera is, um, first off, sad. No. (laughs) You are missing out. You're missing out. Space operas are basically fantasy movies or fantasy stories set in space. Uh, Like, Star Wars is, I think, the most famous space opera of all time. And you're saying, that's just sci-fi. No, they have magical force powers. That's clearly a fantasy. Uh, Another one, which which I just mentioned, was uh, Jupiter Rising, uh, which is a criminally undervalued film that just... Is it stupid? Yes. (laughs) Does that matter when you're watching it? 100% no. No, No, I think that's also like the big thing like you have to it has to be just like enjoyable it doesn't have to be a work of art it's a work of art because of what it is it's supposed to be fun and make you enjoy it and I think there's like a lot of you know these days anyway there's there's not a lot of respect for like shows and things that are just supposed to be fun everything takes itself so seriously but the space opera says no no, no, no. We well, want to have a good time. The cool thing about space operas, though, and and part of the reason why I also like sci-fi is they will cover like they'll cover some deep topics mm. with very thinly veiled like we're gonna oh, yeah. talk about like racism, but we're gonna yeah. talk, through aliens, you know, like something you know that was very yeah. typical on like Star Trek or something. It was so obvious what they would be discussing. Yeah. But since it had aliens, like oh, we're not you know. We're not really talking, but we are. <laughs> like, We're not talking about aliens. <laughs> it's like it's like how X Men wasn't about X Men, you know, like it wasn't about superpower mutants, no. right? <laughs> but as far as X Men, like you know, you enjoy it at face value, despite yeah. the fact that they are, you know, they're making points. Like points and are being usually made. Usually, a lot of people miss the points being made and. Then you shake your head, because you're like, they were not being subtle about the point <laughs> being made. How did you miss them? Whenever they, like, remake something, like, when they've got the new Star Trek stuff come out, and, and then people mm. are, like, angry, because, like, ah, it's so political. Why are you making it political? And you're like, did you watch the 60s version? Because, like, <laughs> hi. Like, it, it was invented yeah. political it's always been like the uh, <laughs> oh sigh so but as far as like star trek as as an example i love star trek original series 
Mm-hmm. But the reason I love it is just because I love the ride of it. It's not necessarily because mm-hmm. of, like, what they were saying. Though I enjoy that aspect, too. Yeah. So, same thing with space operas quite often. I mean, I'm sure there are very serious-minded fans of space opera. So, I mean, that's probably a thing. We're just saying we often come at it as the enjoyable side. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and, and like, that's what we should be right now. Time. Yeah, like, usually, for me, one of the signs of a really good space opera is that you could watch it as a kid, and you're just blown mm-hmm. away, right? Like, you just love it, it's great, it's everything. You go back to revisit it, like, 20 years yeah. later, and you're like, oh, oh, there was a, okay, there was a story there. They were telling me something, and yeah. now I can see this, you know, what what was going on beyond the explosions and the whatever else, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I like that aspect. I mean, like, all fandoms have, like, the shared love of things. But I think with, like, space operas, there's, an, like, more opportunities for, like, a big group to come together to rewatch and share mm-hmm. their love of it and, like, share their, like, shared feelings of it when they were younger and still have the same feelings and be able to like watch it when they're older but like there's a very like big community of like watchers and like just physically you tend to like watch those movies with other people mm-hmm. and it's very intergenerational like mm-hmm. it crosses yeah. a lot of those boundaries between people that are sometimes set up when it comes to entertainment like space not that everybody likes space opera but the people that do enjoy it it's a large cross-section of like a lot of yeah. people, a lot of diverse mm. people enjoy it. So, for the one we're making. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think... Hmm. Hmm. See, now we've, like, talked ourselves up with how good of a show that we come up with. <laughs> that we have to come up with something. We yeah, can cut that part out. out. <laughs> <laughs> this we, is we set our, we, we, we <laughs> set ourselves. We set ourselves up for failure here. So, here's uh, my vote. I vote for a female lead. I oh, want to obviously yes. yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And a true female lead, like she's the one talking most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's in charge of like the story progressing. I kind mm-hmm. of want. I don't. I don't know why, but I just think IU would be really great. <laughs> she would. But, she would. She's mm-hmm. an incredible actress. She's such a good actress. Yeah, I. I kind of also would like someone that like would be older too like an older female actress but i'm trying to think of who oh no no it should be kim sol gi oh yeah like, we gotta give her some I love mean, yeah no what's wrong with her ayu ayu can be a minor character <laughs> ayu can be like be like, some, like goddess like, queen or something yeah or like yeah. Or like, a, like a space captain with magical powers or something and she's de- no i use definitely the like um, person that comes in like the cameo, like the the famous no. cameo part. No, 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 I got it, I got it. I use the villain. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> See, now we're on. Now I'm onto now something. Now we're on something. Like some sort of like really like over the top, like big dramatic like snake hair, some bullshit like that. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Okay, this is okay. Crazy. Well, what if it's literally a female cast? Let's not even like think about only males. women. The only males in this role, like this world, would be extras that don't have any speaking lines, or like okay. one line. <laughs> I, think, I think we need like one one himbo though. 
Like, you gotta have that. You have to have a role for Sung Hoon. He's in everything we make. (laughs) But no, that would be the beauty. He'd be just sleeping in the background. Like, that's the thing. Like, those in the background sleeping. And it's like, like the only only men are like the sad little minions who are like bowing and like walking off screen. No, it could be like, can you know, can it have like Mingu's energy where he like, he like all of a sudden Sung Hoon will pop up and he's like, had been sleeping behind something and like after this big like story <laughs> happened and he's like what what's going on <laughs> nothing baby go back to sleep <laughs> it's okay, okay buddy it's okay <laughs> <laughs> there has to be i i feel like iu has a has a guy on a you know like in his in the princess leia like on a chain like minion and like a little you know gold bikini or something yeah like you gotta you know he can be a silent himbo is the point yeah Yeah, i'm not saying the himbo has to talk i'm just saying the himbo is there you know what if okay just because i think they would be like just great to like watch together what if it's someone like joe kwan Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I've, I like, think... literally been watching Animal too much. That was one of my favorite performances. But, like, yes. I yes. think his energy with IU would just, like, they'd ha- have a lot of banter. And mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of fun. Like, so, like, those could be, like, the the funny moments. And they're heightened. And they're the also, like, like super glamorous like mm-hmm. he could be like the the comedic villain foil to her like evil villain, bring a little levity to like her genocidal plots. So what is Kim Solgi doing since she's? I feel like like she strikes me as a space pirate. Like she's the, got a oh, you sure. know a but, Captain Mal Firefly kind of yeah. Energy. No, I yeah, totally yeah. like in my but, head that's what I was thinking with her. Like she's got this like grounded life, but also like quippy <laughs> character. And then like there has to since it's a space opera, not like a sci-fi like Firefly. Mm-hmm. I feel like she has to be part of like a prophecy or some bullshit because oh, that's you know. That's how that's that's how these things work. And like also she's the character who's like most human because you know how there's like the one character yeah. that's most like mm-hmm. you and I in the like mm-hmm. story. I think that she could be that like even in this world she's like one of us and she doesn't have yeah. as sort of crazy like how in like like Titan AE how it's like Am I the only one who likes Titan A.E.? Anyway, that's, like, one of my favorite movies. Um, And it's so bad. uh, Where it's, like, Matt Damon's character is, like, the only human because in the first five minutes, Earth gets blown up. So there's only, like, a couple thousand humans in the entire universe. And he, yeah, like, that that character. It's animated, by the way. If you've never heard of Titan A.E., it's a really silly animated sci-fi movie. But it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It is a fun. It is a fun movie. Like now I'm like, now I'm just like, ooh, I really want to. I I sometimes like my brain will just suddenly remember like these movies that I like, and then I'll be like, like oh, I, oh, I, I really need to watch, watch that. that. I, yeah, I was yesterday. I was in the shower and I was like, listening to to G Idols. Oh my God, which is like my song of the month. What a what a, what a bop. And all of a sudden my brain was like, you know what you want to do? You want to go watch Constantine. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> 
character for some yeah. Kim Sulgi's character or like a second in command type thing I'd kind of like to put like uh Liel in but Ooh. or um oh shoot I can see her face but I can't think of her name Beyduna <sighs> oh well Beyduna I, definitely put- I feel like she would be like the I don't know, like, she have some sort of, like, the mentor role. Because, you know, mm-hmm. there's a good mentor role. Always, in the... yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Leah Elijah would be fun. Oh, yeah, she's always fun. She would be fun. Always. I could like, actually kind of see her and Kim Sogi working really well off of each yeah. other. Yeah. Like, I don't know why there's like, I can't give you like an actual definitive why, but I just feel like <laughs> they should be best friends. Yeah. They sh- and I feel like the combination of that and IU as a villain, you've got just a, a like a, a perfect, a perfect movie brewing right here. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, it's a, it's, pretty good right now yeah like we don't even have a plot yet and we're just like, we're like okay she's we're like, space, give it to me a, i mean i'll just watch a, them on screen space, like she's a space captain who's part of a mysterious prophecy of some sort okay which means she probably has some magic power that she doesn't know that she has and iu needs to kill her for reasons playing. she has like an emblem that like helps do something and it's like on the necklace that her mother gave her yeah. right before she or died. Like, you, know? you, go, you go like Waterworld style where she has like a tattoo that she got at birth that's actually like a map to like some yeah, yeah. treasure of some sort. Oh, it kind of would be really cool. This is not like a, a spoiler on the king, but you know how like the lightning strikes happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that. Yeah. Where like it's you don't oh. see it. But it, like, there's some, like, point that, like, something affects her, and then, like, you can see it, it, like, emerges. And it could be a tattoo, too. It could be, like, a tattoo that she's never, like, you never saw, but, like, Mm. maybe it's a prophecy that she has to turn a certain age or get to a certain spot, and that's, or a a different, like, world, and that's when it's revealed. It's one of those, uh, like, living tattoos that, like, move. yeah. Yes. And it changes because, like, something happens. Like, I use character does something, and it, like, changes the, like, path because it's changed the, like, fade of or... stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, like, what is she trying to find? What's the MacGuffin? What's, what's the MacGuffin, guys? Does it matter? It's a MacGuffin. Why am I even asking? Usually it's, like, saving all of... But I would say humanity, but, like, it'd have to be the universe. It's so, like, usually that, or it's, like, done in a way that, like, they just stumble upon it. Like, they're, like, oh, we're sp- uh, have a ship, then we have to transport these go- goods, and then chaos breaks loose, and oh. we're the only ones who can save the world now. Like, or planets. Okay, 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 okay. So I just, uh, my brain just went when you said, like, they pick up cargo, their cargo's but the cargo is like alive, okay? The cargo has to be like some sort of like creature or something and they don't know it. 
That's like, that's the harbinger of demise. So they're working for IU, but then, like, whoever is the cargo or whatever, then, like, they change sides and they, you know, have to protect it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be the end of the world. That's a classic plot. Is there going to be, like, a governmental side, too, that IU, not IU, sorry, Kim Sulgi would kind of be up against as well? You know, like, there's the oh, yeah. organized bad guy. You know, you have the villain, which is, like, yeah. big time. But then you also, on the other side, have the people that are, like, kind of the constant bother, but they're not the main bad people. They're just kind of right, the right. all-time mm-hmm. bad people. Like, to where, whenever they do go somewhere to try to get rid of cargo or do something, they also have to worry about just the random governmental-type people coming after them, of course. What if it's the the government that actually, like, is the one to commission whatever this trip is with the cargo, but they don't tell that, like, that's their angle. They want to just get some random person to bring over the cargo so it's not known that Mm -hmm. it's there, and then I use character figures out through oh, okay. that it's okay. there, and that's okay. when like things change. Maybe there's like a person like like maybe Kim Sulgi's character isn't the one to pilot or something. So then they just like ha- rent a pilot, and then it turns out that it's someone that I use camp or like they stop somewhere and. IU happens to be there. It could be like a happenstance. But also, I think like it would be really funny to like bring in a lot of K drama tropes into this. Like, oh, so they have sure. best friends when they were little. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 okay. okay. I, got, I, I got it. Okay, so we're saying like that Kim Sulgi is like a pirate, space pirate captain. Yeah, I like the, right? the pirate. Okay, so then, so then the government is transporting whatever it is, okay, the MacGuffin. Is it alive? Is it dead? Is it a bomb? We don't know. It doesn't matter. It's just the MacGuffin. <laughs> and IU is traveling to steal it because she needs it for her nefarious plans. But Kim Sol-gi steals it before she can, not realizing that it's, you know, this situation. And then so now both the government and IU are after her. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's easy also to sprinkle K-pop idols within the government type roles because you just have them in a uniform. Or like, Like, I mean, like, (laughs) they dock somewhere and then like, you know, the person checking them in is an idol or like they go to the bar and the bartender's an idol and, you know. Like, there are ways. And there's also going to be another idol on the, the, the ship or whatever. Like, right. yeah. there's got to be and, our idol actor with Kim Solgi for most of the movie. Yeah. And somebody on that ship, somebody on her crew is going to double cross her at some point. Oh, for sure. You know, that's, they're that's working classic. for the government or they're working for IU. Probably they're working for the government undercover and they're on her ship. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they're going to switch sides because either love yeah, so, or, so you know, like, because like a they need to make the right choice. Right? Yeah. Triple cross. Like, so IU has someone embedded in the original ship 
who's a double, who's like pretending to work for the government, but is really a secret agent of IU, uh-huh. and then is the one who's like, oh shit, this person stole from us. So then they have to go like undercover to try to get the cargo back on Kim Sulgi's ship, but then ends up like changing you know wanting to well, do the right thing okay here's how they change because then we add another third person who's the fated to like meet up again so all three of those characters mm-hmm. knew each other mm-hmm. when they were younger so like this one character that's going to double cross was like more friends with iu's character and like then iu mm-hmm. took them over or, like they all knew each other and so the the reason why that person goes to Kim Solgi's side is the moment that she realizes that Kim Solgi was the person that she knew. Oh. So maybe like I use character was the bully in the the, yeah. the thing, and like Kim Solgi's character was the one who was always nice to her. But like since I was the bully, she was able to like take control yeah. over like someone to mm-hmm. make them do stuff. See yeah. if we if we like briefly entertain the concept, <laughs> like maybe getting a single. Like, it could be a female, too. Like, listen, I'm not against lesbians in space. I'm actually <laughs> pro-lesbians in space. So it doesn't actually matter the gender of this person, where if you want to make it, like, real K-drama tropey, you gotta have, you gotta have that the triangle. triangle. So well, it's like, back when they well, were kids. It can happen younger, in that, though. Yeah, like, so it was like, Ayu and Sulgi were both, well, Sulgi was in love with this but, but does party. It, does it have but, to be love? Because it could be very Search WW of them. It could. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, mm-hmm. I find that there's usually, like, some sort of love plot line in a space opera to, like, get the romantics to come with, like, the, the sci-fi okay, like, fan. Get them both. What if that character, I, like, I kind of feel like I really want this the second male lead character to be the female. Mm-hmm. Like, and so have that, like, kind of lesbian-esque yeah, thing. Yeah, lesbian um, in space. Lesbians in but space. But, like, <laughs> almost position it, um, like, Wan Pill's character in the, the school trilogy. Oh, yes! Where, you know, he's in love with Sungjin, but it's watching Sungjin fall in love with the girl. Yes! <laughs> Okay. I, I could we I could know. entertain a like a male character mm-hmm. who is literally the the best friend and is never romantic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I would like entertain to, that. Um I you know, I would like to elect a certain idol who is not much of an idol actor, but I feel like would um possibly bring some delightful alienness to them the world. T- their time to and shine. And I'm gonna go with this fellow <laughs> on my shirt, that would be, I am wearing, currently wearing a Taman shirt. I feel like Taman in space. Okay. I thought, okay, and then the Taman, Taman Joe Kwan, like, battle scene at yeah. some point. <laughs> the, the, okay. The okay. Battle okay. <laughs> Young Kwan, too. That, that was a very good yes. setup. Yes! Oh, alien. <laughs> and he's actually, like, he's done like, acting. Oh. But oh, Taman. Oh. Taman in a space opera? It's like it was meant to be. His whole he's already a space cadet. Let's I mean it's <laughs> us. We're doing it. What if Young Wan's another character and it's Taman and Young Wan together? But that's the character. Yes. Listen, you're just giving me what I want here. Like the real winner of this story is old Natalia. Yes. Did you make it that, that 
that's like tame and to be clear that's what it's natalia's birthday today during recording so <laughs> this is your gift story to be on Kim Sulky's character mm-hmm. and who do we, we need, we need this third person we have not cast have this third it. person yeah so uh, so you didn't you didn't settle on Lee Elijah no oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's her co that's like her her current co-captain they're just buds. okay okay yeah, she's like part of the like crew that like she actually yeah is. that's like the family she's part of the, yeah the, the, family. the found family we got it yeah but now we need like mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, let's let's think about this. <laughs> Who would be good? That's like sort of looks like they're around that age as well. How old is Kim Solgi? She she's is. Quite, yeah, she's not that old. I'm trying to think of some of the, like the the actresses that are currently like pretty big right now. We could. There how, is a, how old is Kim Young, Okay, she's 28. Adorable looking. Who? Park Bo Young. Yeah. We could have her, or... I feel like I, I'm thinking of what's someone, the, and I just don't know. What's the name of the actress who's uh, JM's sister? I always just call her Veronica oh. Park, but that's not her name. Well, let me look up... Uh, oh. Oh. What was the beginning of that title, Dagnabbit? Uh, you babbed... My... Uh, <laughs> secretary. Secret like life of my secretary. Something secretary. Yeah, my yeah, 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 yeah. So the reason I can't ever remember her name is because it's so close to his name. Yeah. Kim J. Kyung. Ah, yeah. I feel like she would have a good time. She might have a good time. But I feel like, oh, I don't know. I feel like maybe they're, like, too close. Mm. Yeah. I feel There's like no she'd opposite. be, like, a good, like, um pirate of another ship or something you know like that no, okay, kind of like okay, frenemies okay, okay, or something. okay 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 they're estranged sisters because they both <laughs> I have was like thinking the same energy they do kind of look alike yeah but maybe like she's like the straight laced one who actually like works in government as i say i see her in uh, the government side yes and then like, she's charismatic yeah, so she always has, like, that sort of, like, every time she realizes it's her sister causing nonsense, there's the, do I admit that she's my sister, or do I protect my family? What about the girl from Just Between Lovers? Oh, I like her. Yeah. Let me get her name. Wanjina. Yeah, yeah, I like her. She's very They're, like, literally the same age. Perfect. I really like her as an actress, too. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she kind of almost has the, like, Kim Sulgi's personality, but the quieter version. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I feel like I could see the two of them as a couple on a show. But also, I, mean, I could see her, you know, but IU could just seduce everyone. I, I feel like IU needs, like, uh, a real, like, just to, no. you know, she continues her role from Hotel Del Luna, but, like, in space now. Yeah. Now we in space. <laughs> Maybe that's, like, how we get a bunch of idols in. It's just, like, she rotates. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Kirk type Riker yeah. will just she's, have everything. You know, she's a she's a proud space hoe who's also evil. What's wrong with that? You know, like nothing is wrong with that. Be who exactly. you want to be. As long as it's not hurting anyone. Exactly. Pro space hoes. I mean, but like she is the evil character, so she can hurt someone. But like it's not it's she's not bad because she has multiple relationships. Yeah, it has that has nothing to do with it. That's just another yeah. act. If she kills yeah. those multiple relationships, that's when it's the <laughs> evil part. Well, we have, like, some other, like, found family in the ship, don't we? Mm. Yeah. So Obviously. Yep. You have to have some more, I mean, you don't have to, but you can go alien heavy and, you know, just have a variety of races, you know, different types of alien. Mm. You can also have some, you have to have at least one really good android that's Oh, yeah, you need the character that's kind of like the maintenance person who's like really good at fixing things and like comes mm-hmm. through like like a MacGyver of the group. Actually, mm-hmm. that would be the perfect role for Sung Hoon and make it kind <gasps> of a himbo. But it's like so everyone thinks he's really stupid, but then he suddenly is like, "Well, oh, we got a Jackson Bean about it. She's been to think of a Bob and blah blah blah." <laughs> it's just and because like, he keeps oh. on getting work. Like he has to like he's the yeah. sole person, so he's running around, so he sleeps whenever he can. As like a, they can never so, find him because he's always asleep so, behind some equipment thing. Like, no, and I feel like the perfect, like the perfect foil would be like he doesn't talk that much, so though everyone thinks he's just sort of like dumb and stupid. But then right at like the pivotal moment, all of a sudden he like spits out like the most intelligent, like blah, 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 like we gotta, blah, blah, blah. and then we're he's like the one Whoa. that like can figure out or would be like, yeah, I can yeah. do that. And then they're like, oh, secretly, okay, cool. Secretly the brains of the operation. Well. Not the brains, but Some like he, brains. he has yeah, brains. Of the, he of the has specific, brains. the one specific operation that the the plot of the movie hinges on. The one like, what's the what's the word I'm looking at? Like, you know when there's like one stupid little like mechanical thing that like the success of the mission hinges on. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I'm gonna actually name another movie Rux. which just which just came to my mind, and it's just why. Do you remember the movie um, had Tim Allen in it, and oh. it was like it had Alan Rickman in it. What was that movie? It was like Galaxy Quest. Quest. Galaxy Quest. Where they need like the nerd character to like get them through like Justin Long's character, like to to you know yeah, like yeah yeah that that character like where he's sort of a buffoon for like the whole movie, but then it's just like oh wait <laughs> he's the only one with the skills to make this all work. Sagoon! <laughs> <laughs> Where he's, that. like, on the comm, like, telling Kim Sul-gi, like, how to yeah. defuse the bomb or whatever, right? Like, yeah, but she's the one to do it. yellow wire, and she's like, but nothing's yellow, and yeah. 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 We should uh, figure out our major 
um, PPE or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, see the thing about space opera is you you can't really have much PPE. Okay. Well, no. no, you definitely need the thing. Okay, it was in the king. It's that face uh yes. cosmetic oh, yeah. light yes. thing. Totally <laughs> that. Um. Also, I I feel this could be a really great time to get like a tool brand. And I don't know, like, what tools brands are in Korean, but, like, I I mean, like, a Makita or a Bosch sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe, like, a a Kia sponsorship, because that's, like, the brand of the ship or something, you know? Like a... (laughs) Oh, because, yeah, you could totally do that, where, like, in the future, like, these different car companies like, have evolved into spaceships and stuff yeah, it's as like well. how in uh, in uh, space 2001 where bell alliant is like the video call that they're making does anyone else remember this they had like a bell sponsorship or uh, whatever bell used to be called oh okay yeah yeah, I mean, you could totally have, you could slide that Samsung sponsorship in there somehow with, like, you know, they have, like, the clear phone or the, you know, the super fancy whatevers. Okay. That so Samsung we, doesn't actually have, but it would have the Samsung name on it. We can have a bar that they go to regularly, because I really like those kind of tropes, where it's, like, there's yeah. the favorite bar. Yeah. And at that bar, they sell I use soju. <laughs> <laughs> Just like make it so subtle that you don't even realize it's PPE until oh, somebody points it out. Does Sung Hoon have a soju? Uh, he might have a Sung. Oh. I want it all to be like from the people. <laughs> all the people who are in it. And yes. So I, I actually want to ask a question. Like, it's, it's, I just want to point out that I just searched Sung Hoon soju sponsorship, and the first thing that came up was IU returns a soju brand Janssen's endorsement model. <laughs> uh, here, Google. Sorry, Sky. Go, 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 go. Uh, does it sometimes work like that to where on a drama? Because I've kind of noticed. I, I've noticed it with Inwoo specifically. He'll be on a drama, so then like his sponsorship kind of follows him, and then they will put it on the show. It might. I think it's possible if you're like a bigger star. Like I feel like you know, there's some like. Sponsorships that are kind of like, like I've kind of because I'll know that they're like the model for that brand, and then all of a sudden they'll be on a show, and then boom, that same brand. I always wonder if it's because of that. I think some of the cosmetic stuff that Min Young always has, she's sponsored. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I've noticed that. So, like. I've always just kind of seen how it follows them around to their dramas, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it it makes sense. If you were already paying them to be your spokesperson, to be like, I'll pay a little bit more, and I don't actually have to make any commercials, like, it'll just be on TV for the next, like, couple of months. Like, that just... It reminded me of a great, like, thing that we maybe should try to get into this, uh, because IU is best friends with... um, What's her face from Goblin and the... the oh, uh, Kim go No, uh, Yuna? Oh, yeah. Yuna, right? Yuna. Yeah. Yuna, that's it. They're, like, yeah. best friends, and I kind of want an interaction with them. Mm. It could she be, the, like, the runs the bar. I feel like she she could have a really good like she could high quality bar boss 
vibe going on, you know? true. She, just because I like this type of thing. So you do have the, like, common neighborhood bar type trope, Mm -hmm. but you also have, like, sometimes you have kind of, like, the fancier bar across the street, but it also has, like, a gambling den in the back, and there's, like... Yeah, it's where all, like, the, like, crime stuff happens. She's, like, the crime boss that runs the fancy thing across the street. Yeah, she's kind of, like, um, a version of um, the other girl from Just Between Lovers, the one who, like, is the surrogate older sister. You know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah, who runs the, runs the, the like hostess bar yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that type of, you know, because you have the neighborhood bar where, you know, they can relax, but then there's a lot of stuff that happens across the street not this other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The place across the street is where you make your contacts for work. Yes. But like the other one, the place where you just go and hang out. Um. Yeah, because that would, that would work because then I I picture those interactions and stuff, like those bad guy interactions. Yeah. So, are there any are there any other tropes that we want to see? Dyson or any other vacuum type company, like they can have some droids around. Yeah, yes. they could be oh, like yes. the droids, or like you know, like every time someone's cleaning up his little area where he's like drilled into the ship he kind of brings out his mm-hmm, small version mm-hmm. of it that's totally gonna happen and then like all those like packets of like the gel superfood stuff that's easy for the ship you know because it's like yeah, yeah. also know, the little them. you know the uh they don't even have to change it the instant coffee maker thing but it's a little ball yeah yes. Yeah. They don't even have to change it. Just put that no. out. It, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it fits perfectly. <laughs> what other tropes or something do we want? Okay, I kind of want like a comedic white truck of doom moment. Like, but like maybe it's like a white spaceship or something. I don't know, but like one of those scenes where like comedically like somebody evil gets like ejected out the airlock or something but then like this white like spaceship like shroom and like oh, it kind of reminds me of the like level of like austin powers when yes. um, the uh, guard is in front of the roller <laughs> ah, like, oh, just move <laughs> i'm going like super slow <laughs> okay i want a random side character probably just like as a a part of the crew, or maybe just at the bar. A regular bar. I want the most complex wrist grab because they have like eight arms or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) To and you can either like where somebody tries to grab a couple of their arms or whatever, and they're like not having it. They just like smack the person upside the head with one of their other free arms. I want something like that somewhere. Because wrist grabs suck. Yeah. It would kind of be funny if, like, you know, from behind you don't expect that person to have, like, eight arms, and, like, so then, like, the douchey guy comes up and tries to do something, and then, like, all the other arms come and, like... (laughs) And, like, beat him up. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the type of thing I want to see. I would like a... Um, like in one of these bars there to be like an alien character who like has multiple heads like that kind of an alien but it's like 
one girl group, but it, like all the heads are like the girls <laughs> from one girl group, you know, can, like, can it be dream catcher? <laughs> of course, of course, why not? <laughs> uh, that could be like the entertainment too. Like, yes. <laughs> but like, like how in, in a um... slinky dress, the singer up on the stage, but she's got, it's Dreamcatcher, but it's like one woman with all of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> Do you have to have like a random like sect of like kind of a religion or just, you know, like kind of in Star Wars, you have the people who like follow the force. Do you want us to have a cult trope trope in this as well? (laughs) Yes, but it doesn't have to be like super dark. But like the thing about cults is you can kind of have fun character stuff. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. you can kind of take those darker, the actors that do darker things, you can put them in stuff like that. One of the aspects of the cult could be the, um, the tattooing and stuff so that like her tattoo doesn't necessarily stand out or her birthmarky mm-hmm. tattoo or whatever doesn't mm-hmm. really stand out because there's like this big tattoo cult thingy or something. Yeah. Well, and and wouldn't they have to be the ones that have that prophecy? Cause the prophecy has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like, you know, she'll have to be just like walking somewhere or just somewhere. And then someone who's part of this like cult is like, <laughs> you know yeah. oh no that I, I keep forgetting that we're like that they don't see me yeah. and because I talk a lot with my body and then I'm just like we <laughs> <laughs> get it but yeah yeah would it be too on the nose if it's like uh like a idol group stands or something like that like <laughs> I'm not against it uh, how would you do that though I don't know. <laughs> it definitely has, even even if it's not like too on the nose, that's the like deep implied thing about that aspect of the story. Like thinly veiled that that's what they're like trying to get at with mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, that's what they well, mean. That, like, like, their religious writings and, and all of their like religious uh, quotes and things are all like, like, k-pop lyrics from now it's like k-pop twitter like existed in fragments has survived in fragments <laughs> hundreds of years in the future and they've turned oh. it into this like you and know the, and, and like, and like, like the, the, words, goddess, the word but, the, like, the ancient words of scripture are spoken step on me daddy <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we could also tie it in that, like, maybe they, the, the like, signifier of their their cult is, like, a, a K-pop group's logo. And it could be a fake K-pop group, but it's a logo that then, like, they, like, they found because they found a light stick or something. Uh-huh. And yeah. then yeah. that, like, becomes their tattoo or, like, a ring or whatever, however it's signified on them. All their relics are, like, K-pop merchandise parts is there something that's like k-pop merchandise that could be tied to what is on the ship that everybody's trying to get did you say it was living that's that's what kind of makes i know but like i was thinking like what if it's like a plant and then like the plant is like i'm just using this as a thing because i just know that there's the rose and then it's a rose and you know that sort of thing you know (laughs) like or like the you know how i'm flying's little sprout cap (laughs) Oh, the turnip! The mammoth turnip! 
There's our plushie. That's the plushie angle. Because you need a plushie angle. Yes. So, the pl- living plushies are, wh- are what, that's what the cargo is. Like, they're real, they're weirdly cute. Mm-hmm. But, like, they are the harbinger of demise for some reason. Sort, sort, sort of like tribbles. Yeah. 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 They're cute, or, but. They contain something. So, like, it's not necessarily that it's them. It's, like, they contain a stone in their heart or something yeah. that, like, is. What the heart the heart of stars or not some bullshit. Yeah. Or they're like <laughs> mostly they're all regular plushies or android plushies or whatever they are, but like there's one in there that's like it's like a real it's a living alien that's hid itself in the plushies or something, took the form of the plushies mm-hmm. to hide itself or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just trying to get home or whatever. And that's uh, yeah. our, our, like our um, kind of like our shapeshifter crossbender trope. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, like I am gonna say, I definitely want a lot of gender neutral clothing. And, oh yeah. Like, like take inspiration from like uh, like like. Okay, I'm aware that what I'm about to say, many Koreans will be upset with, but like sort of. Uh, like Japanese, like uh, modern style, like where it's all just sort of like geometric and, mm-hmm. but like still mm-hmm. inspired by like traditional, like yeah, mm-hmm. pattern choices and things. Hmm. Because the government uniforms and stuff, you know, just have all yeah. that sci-fi. And I, I think it could be tied into like how fantastical like idol stages are, you know, that in their costumes. So the cult people, I'm just trying to think of how they look, because... Maybe they're not the cult people, they're just, like, the people, like, they they signify the lower um, class. Or, like, the, you know, the the people that don't have the money. So, like, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have anything else besides this one thing to be out, stand out. Like, Uh maybe, like, it's kind of, like, more of, like, um, a Hunger Games where you, like, definitely know who is part of the, like, you know, the the whatever it's called in Hungry Games, I don't remember. But like they always have like they, they have the most fantastical clothing and then everybody else is in drabby clothing or something mm, like that. Yeah. And, and I mean it could still be like that in our realm it's it's still like fantastical, but it's more of like subdued colors or something. But like this like thing is a signifier of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh and you definitely mm. always kinda like you just said, some you could pull in some of like Hierarchy, politics of wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the words of that. Class, classism. Classes, you know, like you always have to bring that in. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, the struggle of the have and have nots, and the people that have mm-hmm. too much, and mm-hmm. all those things, because yeah. that's that always crops up inside, you know, all the space mm-hmm. offers. Do we have anybody else that we want? Like, even if they're just throwaway characters, who do you want to see in this, Natalia? For your birthday, even if they don't have a line, you can make well, someone can, walk across the room. I can make someone. I can make someone just walk across the stage, huh? Ooh, oh, you're giving me so much power. I'm gonna go with Woozy. I just want Woozy to be there. Okay. Just, I just. Want see, what, is, what is Woozy gonna be doing? Woozy could be the town drunk. <laughs> oh yes, Woozy can 100% be the angry town drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one messes with him. Yeah. No one messes with him, but maybe he sees something too. That could be a little thing. Yeah. Or, or he just 
or he could just be like disgruntled drunk member of her crew sort of like to round out the found family like a jane sort of character where he's just sort of like and no one takes him seriously but then when you go into his room it's just weapons everywhere just yeah. like yeah 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 because yeah. he's, so, he's so little and so everyone so it's sort of like the butt of the jokes every time they're you know anywhere and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like just covered in knives yeah. maybe he's the reason that they they f- start to figure out this this class that's you know the the cult group because mm-hmm. like, he's the one who who has the like kind of like the knowledge because he sits around he's the drunk so mm-hmm. people talk in front of him all the time yeah that's like the the beauty of the town drunk mm-hmm. they get everything from everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we also there's usually a medic involved a doctor or something you have to have one of those on the ship somebody that's that can true. patch people together mm-hmm. well sky your birthday's next week what, what who do you want to be the medic? <laughs> uh let me think what jesse i was t- i was like i want the medic to be very cliche that like they're the most kind of like out there person and then I thought of Fiori. That'd be good. You know, yeah. like the kind of like natural medicine yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hippie. I like it. I like it. Yeah. We've got a solid base for a show here, man. Yeah, we don't even have like we don't have a plot. Yeah, we, we have a long drama. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh no, this could be like a like a long drama. Like we could like go crazy and like bring it back to like a twenty four episode drama, or we could have like just like a part, so kind of like how they're doing the sci fi drama mm. coming up, the S yeah. eight or whatever. Kind of like a mini series, but yeah, <gasps> it'd this- be so cool if it's like a middle um mini series like they used to do on like ABC and stuff like the Merlin ones or the Tenth mm-hmm. Kingdom ones. Remember those? Those were great. Yeah. <sighs> I like those. The fact that this doesn't exist now, I'm really bummed. <laughs> we, we, see, we do this to ourselves every time. Every time we're like, I just really wish that this exists. And, you know. Uh, you know, we're going to be when we're old and like senile and we're doing this because, you know, most podcasts last for 50 years. But, um,. <laughs> We'll be like, we'll be doing like genre jar, and we'll we'll be like, oh, my favorite is this one in that genre, and we'll be like, wait, that doesn't exist. That was one we made up. (laughs) (laughs) But we all like remember it as something, and then we're like, oh wait, (laughs) because we're like, oh, who was in that movie? And we're like, and someone will be like, oh yes, Kim Sook, and then we'll look, and we'd be like, oh, that was us. Yeah. Do we want to name it before we end? Are, do we do we do we want to name this? Because okay, space okay. operas are fun to name. It doesn't have they to be are. that hard. Because you can give them like wild names. Right. It can just be okay anything. Mhm. 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 Super simple. It can be like one word. I, I think it should be word a space opera like. Lesbians, <laughs> space opera. <laughs> lesbians in space. Like I'm telling you, just name it "Lesbians in Space." You got an audience right away. Yeah, in, but that, it makes it sound more pulpy than it is. It's not that pulpy. <laughs> hmm. oh. I don't know. 
You don't have to name it. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so we're now taking um, suggestions from <laughs> for what they think we should name our space opera. Uh, hit us up on Twitter for your suggestions, and maybe if we get a couple good ones, we'll do a poll and name this space name opera. this space opera. <laughs> well, that was really fun. I, yeah. I we haven't done one of those in a while. So it's I know, it's been fun. a while since yeah. we, you know, yeah. came up with the greatest show that never existed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now back to what we said we were going to do, um, <laughs> which is we are going to uh, talk about our favorite sci-fi fantasy shows. Yeah, so who wants so who wants to begin? Who wants to be the first person to say this is what I recommend? <laughs> Claim yours before someone else takes it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No one I mean I can go, but like, do we want to go in age order or no? Just up in the air. Or should Nat go first because it's her birthday. So yeah. that nobody will steal hers. <laughs> so I'm actually okay, so I have said several times on this show what my favorite K-drama of all time is, which is a sci-fi show, and that is, of course, Circle. However, since I talk about that show so much, (laughs) I have decided to go with a completely different show, because I think I have mentioned Circle, like, every other episode. And it's a bummer that it's not... And you can't okay. watch it anywhere. So, I'm surprised Netflix doesn't have it. That's like oh, a perfect so Netflix one. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay. So I've decided to go in the complete opposite direction from Circle and to go with something just pulpy and ridiculous. Is it the best show ever made? No. But did I enjoy the hell out of watching it? Yes. And that would be the Chinese gay but not gay drama Guardian. Which is, do you like bad CGI? Do you like obvious sexual tension pretending not to be sexual tension? Do you like the story that was originally about demons, but they turned them into aliens because China wasn't allowed to, you weren't allowed to do demons anymore? Boy, do you got a, do I got a show for you. It's a beautiful fantasy drama called Guardian. You can watch it on YouTube, and I think, Fiki, maybe? Yes, At I one think point so. you could. Um, which follows these two characters. Now it's going to go into Natalia explains a show badly and makes no one want to watch it. One is like, he's, he's the head of this special investigation unit, which investigates like crimes done by aliens who have like escaped from the underworld because they all live in hell because they were originally not aliens, but... You know those hell, those hell aliens. Those hell aliens, no. yes, those hell aliens uh, who, like, come up and they have, like, magic powers and, like, cause chaos and shit. And so then there's also this uptight professor who uh, gets roped into his investigation in the first episode. But the professor has a secret identity because he might be one of those aliens uh but has also been alive for over ten thousand years and was in love with the cop in his previous life ten thousand years ago and then um so he remembers their friendship she's air quoting friendship (laughs) from ten thousand years ago uh and then 
is now like, oh shit, he's back. I waited 10,000 years for my good buddy. Air quotes. <laughs> Air quotes to return. Um, and then there's like a, there's like a, a zombie guy who's like not a zombie and he can control like a magical puppet. And like, there's a ghost girl. There's a girl who's half snake. And then there's, then there's the just regular human guy whose uncle is high up in the government. So he gets like nepotistically placed as just like an employee in this department, but he, 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 he's scared of everything and like is really bad at his job, but they can't get rid of him because his uncle's like, like high up in the government. So he's there. Everyone's having a good time. Not really going around fighting demons and aliens. I mean, not demons. Um, and it is so dumb and it is so fun. And while it may not have the quality of circle, but really what it does. does. <laughs> um, but it does have just this beautiful element of fun and also, like, the professor dude wears these arm suspender things that, like, I thought was just made up for the show, but turns out were a real thing in, like, the 20s. I don't know why he's still wearing them in this clearly modern tale. Because uh, oh, it's also- hot. That's it's why. It's really hot. It's like, like, you wouldn't think, like, arm suspenders would be, like, something that you're like, ooh. But, like, you're like, work them arm belts. Like, what is you doing? Like... And that's, oh, and there's also a cat that turns into a human. I have read the book. It is based on a very gay novel, of course. <laughs> of course it is, it's me. Where the cat does not, just can talk and stays a cat the whole time. But um, I don't think they had the budget to animate a cat for oh. more than a few seconds mm-hmm. at a time. So the cat turns into, like, a cute kid with overalls. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's like a silly, fun show that very barely hides the fact that it is based on incredibly gay source material, sort of like the untamed in that sense where it's like, yeah, they're just good friends, good platonic soulmates who, whose bond of friendship lasted over death. Just, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a really good show. It's very cheesy, very over the top. It's very enjoyable. And you can watch it on YouTube for free. So what's not to love? Anyway, that was my... It's a, It's more a fantasy than it is a sci-fi. Um, but they're aliens now, so I guess it's also sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> all the Chinese, all the Chinese aliens. Yeah. Yeah, all those aliens. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's that. So this is a move, a show that I don't think enough people have watched, and I, it's sad that I keep forgetting it exists for some reason, despite the fact that it is one of my absolute favorite dramas. My Hollow Love is so good. Yay! It's short. It's on Netflix. And even if you're maybe not usually down for sci-fi, it is still very accessible to, like, everybody. And uh, it's not even the typical robot thing. It's a hologram. So that's like a different take than typically. And they do really, really well with that. They, the CGI is always very well done. The acting is flawless. Like, I can't recommend it highly. 
Mm. I'm sure there are people out there that maybe don't like it. But, like, I really, really enjoy, and I recommend, if, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Because it's, it's an easy binge. It is so easy to binge. Yeah. And the way the characters all interact, like, there's a lot of depth to it that you don't even expect. And it's, it's marvelous. And I also love dual roles. And the main actor mm-hmm. has a dual role and he does really well with the two different characters and the even the way the character his two characters interact is really charming so yeah i really, really and sci-fi so uh, that's the sci-fi side and i know that i'm usually the are you human to proponent of things and I, I i like robot shows in general but mm-hmm. my hollow love like it even has it has a lot of heart to it, too. Like, yeah. the whole thing. And even though there is romance, that's not... It just feels like kind of finding yourself more than just the romance side of things. So, I don't know. I think it just... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would enjoy it if they just gave it a chance. So, check out My Hollow Love. It's charming. It's well done. They have really cute behind-the-scenes stuff on the Swoon YouTube channel. They even have, like, a look... It's kind of like a mini documentary. They do some of the behind the scenes stuff and they show some of the scenes, like kind of outtakes and whatever. It's pretty cute. So, yeah, my whole life. I agree. I really, really liked it. And I want to like add, because I think this show does a lot with tropes. Like it has every trope under the sun and it does it in a way that like totally integrates with the the storyline and it's just, it's kind of one of those, like, really great, like, what you would assume a classic K-drama would be for 2020. Or, right. Yeah. Like, it feels like something we could have written. Ooh. Oh, High praise. That's a, that's a bold <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, We're really good. <laughs> because of the use, it, really, the use of the tropes, it has everything and it's never it never feels shoehorned it's always like it's a natural thing and it's totally fine that the trope is there like mm. and that and that's kind of the way you know the classic k-drama like oh this this is the way a modern classic k-drama would function pretty much it is but it's very 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 enjoyable with all those tropes in it and you're kind of like they all worked i'm happy like it's good so who's next i don't know we're not in any age order now. Ah. Yeah. Right. Chaos. We've gone to chaos. Did you want to go next, Amanda, and really throw things off? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll go with, um, I, I too, was considering Circle because, I mean, I love Circle. So good. Um, so good. I, I always had hoped to rewatch Circle, and I wanted to, like, the way Circle's done it's in two half hours essentially like one is the modern time and one's the future and I always thought it would be cool to watch like all the first halves and then watch all the second halves and like see the story more solidly but I never got that chance because you know drama fever yeah um so but yeah for similar reasons because what are you going to do? You can't watch it anyway, so recommending it to you seems like a jerk move. <laughs> I'm going to go with the opposite end of it. That was sci-fi. I'll go with fantasy, and I'll recommend Arthdoll Chronicles, because the world building there is amazing. It's 
like just absolutely outstanding. The characters are great. There's so much variety and depth to the story and depth to the characters and the costuming and the um, just everything. I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I, mm-hmm. I yeah, there's just so much to it. And when you sort of every time you think that like, okay, this is a good, big, solid, complete detailed world that they've created and then they throw something else into it like you know people who can basically breathe underwater or something like and you're like there's only three episodes left you didn't have to go that hard like (laughs) (laughs) it's there and like there's so much going on in it that you could literally use this world and have like books and movies and dramas for like decades coming out of this and never tell the same story twice. Like you could be talking about this random tribe that only shows up for three episodes over here Mm. and probably make an entire series out of that. And then you could do something over here and you could tell the past story and you could tell the future. And like, there's just so much that you could do with this world because it's so like, the writers just really went hard. They they did not skim. They did not mm. cut any corners. It's if you like fantasy type stuff, if you're a big reader, if you love reading that type of, you know, fantasy novel, I think you'd really enjoy this. Um I definitely it does, did. It makes you God, wa- just asking when more was coming, so it makes you wish that it was a book series. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely has that feeling of, like, um, some fantasy novels that I've read where, you know, it's a series of, like, three or six books or whatever. And then there's another series of six books. But it takes place in that same world, but, like, Mm -hmm. none of the same characters and a completely different thing going on. But it's still because the world is big enough, because the author had a big enough imagination that they – thought it all through and they created a complete world and I feel like that with Arthdale you don't see that very often like it's usually very um sort of more of an AU kind of a situation when you get into fantasy or sci-fi it's like it's our world but different and this is just flat out a different world like it everything is different and that level of detail impresses me and the acting was good and the story was interesting so no complaints for me yeah I will say that I like recently within the past like maybe two days I saw an article um it is delayed the filming because of COVID but no shock it it was definitely a COVID like relation not just Mm -hmm. like a funding or anything like that so cool it's gonna happen because literally like tonight in the car my son says to me, so, like, Arthel, is that happening? Is there more coming? I was like, I think, like, it's supposed to be, like, next summer or something. <laughs> He's like, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> Whenever things get better someday, everyone is going to be so busy yeah, doing We're just going to do everything. And then, can you imagine the surge of, like, movies and dramas and everything that's going to happen yeah 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be yeah. a lot someday. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Jesse's so, turn. All right, Jesse. Mine. It's not, it's labeled as fantasy in my drama list. Um, but I will say that I, the reason I like this drama is because of its supernatural element. And it is also currently in my, I have three shows that are in my top spots and this claims one of them. And that is Hotel de Luna. Ah, um, yeah. So if you haven't seen Hotel de Luna, it's about a character played by IU, which is how we got into IU. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I already planned Hotel de Luna as my favorite and the one I wanted to talk about. Anyways, um, she, um, in the past, did some very wrong things. And um, as penance for all of her sins, she has to run this inn, which is a in for like ghosts that are like passing over it's kind of their like last stop before they're taken on to the next other world or whatever it is and at this hotel it's run like an actual hotel and in the realm of this is that the all the ghosts that come in they get to kind of like fulfill their last wishes or like their last like hurrah before they go so it's like it can be something like an actual wish or like it could be just that they get to finally write the end of their script or you know that sort of thing um it's got a really great found family um cast it is character driven which is a big thing for me there is like an overall storyline if you watched mystic pop-up bar you would really like it I think it's better than Mystic Pop Up or Sushi to Watch Hotel de Luna. <laughs> I I think it is as well. But, uh, but that Hotel de Luna is a step darker. It is darker. Yeah. Um, I it it integrates a lot more into the story, and there's also more story backstory with a bunch of different characters. Like so, mm. uh, the characters that are um, coming to the hotel have backstories and like so like every episode kind of is like a different ghost or whatever um but then also the ghosts that are specific who hold specific jobs at the hotel have backstories too and not all of it actually like ties in which I think is really cool but they are given uh, like full backstories and I I really like that I'm very big on character driven stuff. And like, that's why I like found families. Cause it tends mm-hmm. to be more about that and kind of a rotational cast. I also really enjoyed the stories, the little stories of like the ghosts that were coming into the hotel. Um, and then like, it has like a kind of like a fun aspect in that. Um, uh, Yojin Gu, is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in and he has to work the hotel because They've, like, actually established that, like, you can't run a hotel just by ghosts alone. Like, you need yeah. a human to, like, take care of things like, you know, city permits and taxes and stuff. And so he's introduced into the story. And, like, I just love the way that, like, he has to interact with the ghosts and, like, interact with this crazy world. And I just, it's got a lot of, like, heart and it it does have a lot of, like darkness to it so I really like that and it's like got a focus on the supernatural I find that its humor is still grounded in darkness 
and mm-hmm. and almost like if it's not in grounded in darkness it's grounded in endearment uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to just straight up comedy i mean there's like times when it is that but it's not as much as you normally see and that that's the kind of humor that i like um but yeah i just really love everyone and iu is absolutely nominal in this role it's like her her role like I can't see anyone else doing that role as well. Even if you don't like the story, I think watching her act in it is a really great thing to do. It's just just watching her be good and to see how she's grown and like take on a character that she's yeah. good at. Seeing her in the first episode or two, even just that would be a good thing for people to check out. I mean, like mm-hmm. she's right off the bat, like at the level and she's like taking this character and it's it's her character um mm-hmm. so i really liked seeing that as well kind of as a standpoint of someone acting wise and seeing that type of thing so yeah mm-hmm. it's really good um it's on Vicky. yep i feel like in some countries it's on netflix now yeah i feel like i heard that I like I, like I think also like swoon keeps on talking about it too so i feel like if swoon talks mm. about it somehow on Netflix. Yeah. I think but, right now for us it's not yet. But no, I don't think like for so. other people. But it's completely done. It came out like last summer, so you don't mm-hmm. have to do what we all had to and wait for Vicky to come things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I do love the supernatural thing because that's like really my thing. It does have a lot of fantasy to it and it's a good storyline, and I really enjoyed every episode of it, like, immensely. Like, I, there was not a time that I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I need to watch this show as soon as it comes out. <laughs> and then, you know, Vicky didn't allow that to happen, but whatever. It's cool. It's fine, Vicky. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, yes, sci-fi is usually my favorite one of my favorite drama genres. I, I usually just really enjoy a good sci-fi story. There aren't, since there aren't that many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. E- even if it, drama land. Yeah. Even if they're pretty flawed and stuff, I'm I'm always intrigued by their take on sci-fi stories because it's it's usually not like oh it's just like the sci-fi book I picked up. No, it's usually kind no. of a different take. So yeah, I usually enjoy it. Well, this has been our episode on sci-fi fantasy and the genre genre, the genre genre. I feel like every time I say genre genre, like my French really just pops out to be like genre genre. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to us. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found. When if you're curious as to where that is, that would be Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, and of course all of our episodes with all the show notes and all of the links to everything that we talk about is on our website at Certified Nunas. Dot com. If you want to become a sponsor of this podcast and help us keep going, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certifiednunas and become an official behind-the-scenes member of this little ragtag crew where we put up little extras, the things that get cut out of the episodes, and all sorts of fun stuff over there for all of our coffee supporters, whom we love with all of our hearts. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter, on and Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram – which always at Certified Nunas. That's our handle, and that's where to find us. And we love to hear from all the people who like listening to us. So anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week and enjoy this summer weather. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.